Welcome to A Brighter Web, a show where we discuss ideas and perspectives about making the web a brighter place to be. Each podcast will interview marketing professionals across multiple industries and discover what's worked for their digital marketing strategy, what hasn't, and what they plan to try. I also encourage you to check out our other show, Digital Cast. Digital Cast is a frequent, super short episode show covering any newsworthy piece of internet or marketing news you need to know. Learn more about that at digitalcast.org. So today our guest is Jenny Munn, who is a digital marketing consultant. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, thanks Mickey for having me. You're welcome. Um, to get things started, tell everyone a bit more about where you work, what you do, what's been going on with you lately. Yeah, well, I am a consultant. I'm a solopreneur. Um, I've been in website marketing for nine years. Next year, I will celebrate my 10th year being out on my own, which is very exciting. Um, but I am a digital marketing consultant. I do digital marketing on behalf of various private schools and K-12 organizations. Um, and I have been an SEO, organic SEO specialist, um, for a number of years now. So I've pivoted over time, but the website marketing component has always been the same, you know, driving more website traffic um, and conversion. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't realize, yeah, we're in our ninth year as well. We turned 10 next year too. I didn't realize we started right at the same time there. So that's pretty cool. Oh, yes, that is exciting. Cool. Um, so what's been working well for you in your marketing? Yeah, so um, in our marketing, uh, definitely the move to diversifying digital channels has been really good. And I'm thinking of, um, because I just finished September monthly analytics for a couple clients. Um, and you know, really, I think the thing is, it's just, you know, it used to be, okay, we could focus on organic SEO or local SEO for a client. Um, and that brought a lot of leads, but it is so busy and Google has changed your interface so much. Um, paid search is working really well when it's important to be at the top of Google um, quickly because organic SEO is taking longer than ever. Um, you might get a result on page one, but there's so much else competing with attention. It doesn't mean that someone is going to click over to your website, um, especially with Google's instant answers and answer boxes. Um, and people just aren't going to the websites as much, even when you do have high ranking. So supplementing that with paid search ads and, and making sure you're at the top, especially on mobile. Um, ads take up the whole screen on mobile. Right. If you're you know, looking at your phone and you Google a keyword, the ads are all the way at the top. So supplementing organic SEO with paid search um, has really been good. And it actually, it's really easy to put together a budget and to stick to it. So it's really not as expensive as I used to think, or I think a lot of people have thought. Um, so driving traffic um, in a couple different ways and retargeting, I think that's something too that has really worked because of course people will visit a website, but it takes multiple touches these days. So when you get people to a website for whatever reason, however they got there and you cookie or pixel them, and then you can retarget to them after just to stay top of mind. So um, I'm definitely seeing those work. But again, even paid social media and adding that to the mix, it just takes several things coming together on a regular basis when you're trying to grow and bring in new people every month. So it's just, I think, the diversification. You know, you have to kind of do multiple things these days. That, that's been working really well. Gotcha. Cool. Speaking of diversification, we talked to Laura Everett a couple weeks ago. She mentioned that Bing ads were working phenomenally well. Have you played with those at all? You know, I keep an eye on our Bing traffic and analytics. I have not, but um, it depends on, I think, the type of person who you're trying to attract, if they would use Bing maybe more than Google. Who was her audience? Do you remember? Hers is professionals, a B2B kind of situation. 
Okay, interesting. Um, I have not, but of course I'm a big fan of testing that and seeing if it will work. For my clients, it, it's, it is a small percentage, super small, like microscopic small that right. does come from being, but um, it's a good thing to test, and I'm going to make a note to add that in next month to to allocate some budget there. Cause, um, yeah, and her traffic, of course, was way, way lower on Bing as well. I mean, it is for everyone, but she was just getting much lower CPC rates and better engagement, and it was really working well on a smaller scale. Certainly lots of Google still going in it, but yeah. yeah. impressed with Bing, which surprised me, and so we've been looking at that a little bit as well. So Yeah, that is surprising. Mm-hmm. So what have you been struggling with marketing-wise recently? Yeah, so struggling. I think always the the struggle with marketing is there are so many new things to try and things that you hear about and really just keeping up. So I think that on a day-to-day basis, we're busy doing all the regular things we're already doing and trying to add in new strategic projects or initiatives um, is tough because there's a lot you want to try, um, but it's hard because you may not have the time or the budget um, I think that also just personally, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to kind of remedy the mindset of trying to just keep up and um, feel like you're behind and that trends are changing all the time and needing to know the latest and greatest all the time. So that's personally, I feel like what I've been struggling with, everybody's been going to such fun, cool conferences, I feel like lately. Yep. And I haven't um, been able to get out as much into learning some of the newest digital marketing techniques and tactics. So I feel slightly behind. Um, I, there's always webinars I'm bookmarking and talks that I'm, you know, have my best intentions to go to. But um, so that's that. that I don't get to read or do as much as I feel like I should be because things do change so fast. Um, that's my personal struggle. But um, professionally, it's just trying to keep up and always think about how do we stay ahead of the competition and, you know, make sure that we're coming up ahead and getting the clicks as much as possible. So um, brainstorming that. And again, it's not like there's a team of digital marketers here with me that I can balance ideas off of. So it's really important. And I wouldn't say it's a struggle, but it definitely is an ongoing um, intention I have to make sure that I am talking with others and finding out what's working and what's not. I need to do more of that. Nikki, what's working? What do you see? What else? Anything else? Well, actually, I was going to ask one little question off that. You mentioned you bookmark these webinars to come back to later. I'm just curious what you bookmark with. Like, how do you save them to get back to them? I've been playing okay, with different well, bookmark tools later, lately. You're not going to like my answer, Mickey, because you always get on me about my email inbox being gigantic. <laughs> and I've got, like, let me see how many emails I have in my, uh, my app right now, which you freak out about. So let's see. I have, oh, I have 284 wow. right there. That's not too bad, right? So That's just unread, though. What else is unread? Yeah. Uh, so I save them in my email inbox and I star them to okay. come back. To I get the email about a webinar. Um, and and I used to have a folder calling, you know, saying to read or to bookmark um, for later, but then I just never got to that folder. So now I just leave them in my inbox. So that's not a super high tech answer, but gotcha. um, I do SEM Rush um, because I use them. I use their software. Um, I pay $99 a month for that. And they have really good webinars on a couple of different digital marketing um, uh, tools and tactics and new trends. So I bookmark them. And then a couple other marketing places um, just to kind of stay in the loop with everything else. And luckily, they're all posted. Like They're all posted to YouTube. Usually, there's always recording. So even if I can't make the live webinar, I'll always sign up because there'll be a recording or a video that they'll email you later. So Cool. Best intention. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't use their tool. We use Miles for our stuff, but I do follow their blog, and I haven't 
looked at the webinar. So that's something I'll need to dig into because yeah, we all, all need to try to keep up more than we do. And it's, it's a race and a struggle, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and you just mentioned Moz. Um, I, it, was, it was a sad, sad day for me. I was with Moz for years and I love Moz. Um, but I needed more of paid search and more, I think, holistic digital marketing tools, which which SEM Rush provides. But I do love Moz, and they have great webinars too. Yeah, they do. They have a lot of good content they put out. So, with all the stuff that we've been talking about that you're doing and struggling with and succeeding with, what is something you're not doing yet that you know you need to get into? Ooh, good question. Yeah, well, definitely now being ads. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, you know, I we do a lot of Facebook ads and a lot of retargeting and display, um, but I need to get. I, I want to get more. I, I want to get deeper in there. I feel like there's a lot of more custom type retargeting that we could be doing off of specific campaigns or people hitting specific landing pages or certain initiatives. And um, I know, for example, in the K through 12 world, there's a lot of Twitter chats and a lot of educators use social media really heavily. And I have not done a lot of Twitter ads or Pinterest ads. And I do feel like there's some room there to drive people. And of course it's very top of the funnel type of traffic just to generate awareness. But um, I do think we could do more ads just to get more interest back to the website. And then of course we target them afterwards with a different offer. Um, but I'm just always wanting to try, okay, well what else can we um, wrap up into a gated opt-in? What else can we try to put on a landing page? What other conversions can we get? Um, for private schools that I work with, of course the goal is to get people to for the campus and to come do a tour. Um, but what other calls to action could we have? What other intermediary you know, could we have more downloads or checklists? What else can we do just to start getting people into the funnel? So I'm always thinking of what are more opt-ins? What are other landing pages and campaigns? What else are people interested in and thinking of? And what is the latest in the target market mind? Um, how do you get into their mindset of people? And what is, you know, that does change really frequently because, um, you know, consumer habits change so frequently. And I'm trying to think of a really good example um, I heard lately, I know what it was. Um, I was at a conference last month and um, someone was talking about how they had a curriculum product that sold on, um, on DVDs and on CDs. And two years ago, the product did really well. But last year, it did not sell at all. And they did everything right. They felt like they had a lot of the same components in place of what made their last campaign a success. But the difference was, is that... Um, people don't use DVDs or CDs anymore. They right. stream right from their computer. They do Amazon Prime. Um, laptops, of course, you know, they don't have CD drives in them anymore. And so it's just the way things have evolved and changed. CDs and DVDs do not sell anymore. Now it's all about downloading directly onto a device. Um, and so again, consumer habits and preferences change so much. I think it's coming up with that and staying on top of that and adapting our marketing um, you know, campaigns to just be the first ones there on top of those. Gotcha. Good insights there. We were on vacation last week and I took four laptops with us for the four of us and there were zero DVD drives in them. So yeah. That's oh, that's so funny. Well, I got to tell you a funny story. My, my husband is definitely a grumpy old man and refuses <laughs> to do anything with technology. Um, and I can't really talk. Like I still have an iPhone 4 and um, or people were like, what? what is that? Is that an iPhone 5S? You know, it's, I know I need to upgrade. Um, I'm not always on top of technology 
you know, devices like you are. Again, I have to follow you for all of that. But he said that he was on a plane to Vegas and he pulled out his DVD player and like his three DVDs and everybody was looking at him because they all had, of course, their iPads and were just streaming movies and he had his gigantic DVD player and he was getting out for the long flight and he was like, I felt like I was antiquated back in the 80s. So anyway, so at least you're better than that. There you go. And then the other thing you mentioned was Twitter chats. You notice there's educators do a lot of Twitter chats. You want to advertise. Do you ever just participate in the chats themselves just to get to know people? You know, as a marketer, I stalk a lot and I listen <laughs> to what they're saying. Um, and I definitely, as a marketer, I'm always putting a material aside for a swipe file. So for anybody, you know what a swipe file is? Not offhand, no. Okay, so it's an old copywriting trick. So if you see a great headline or you see really great copy or something that you're like, oh, I wish I wrote that or that is so clever or that is the perfect phrase or way to say something, then you, you copy it and you put it into a swipe file. Not to ever use verbatim later. You don't want to steal anybody else's work, but to use it as a source of inspiration. So I keep a giant swipe file of really great like pain points that a target market talks about or a really clever headline that might be used in the travel industry that I want to just kind of reword and tweak for my industry. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Just a file of really great copy and words and phrases and pain points that I don't really have anything to do with right at the moment, but I'm definitely going to use for inspiration for a blog post or for a video or a campaign or a landing page. So I have a swipe file. Um, and okay, how did we get on top of this topic? Why am I talking about swipe files? <laughs> I was asking about Twitter chats. Okay, so I will use the verbiage, thank you, I will use the verbiage and um, some of the words and the pain points and the thing they talk about and I will definitely add them to my swipe file to use in my copy and content later because again, you want to use the words people, your target market is using and reflect that back to them and it's not like you might hear them talk about that or you might hear that in everyday language but when they're talking about it in a Twitter chat, it's real. And that is definitely great fodder for marketing that I can be using later. So I'm not necessarily the subject matter expert myself. I don't know if I would have as much to contribute in a conversation like that, but I will definitely see what's happening in their world and add stuff for my swipe file. Gotcha. And now tell me the swipe file is not in your inbox as well. Do you have a place <laughs> to keep all that? Um, no, it's a, I have a word doc and I also have a Google doc. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, so we do, we do have swipe files. It's just, yeah, we don't call them that, but yeah, just inspiration boards. And you know, we have general ones for the team that we put in Slack or in Google drive or whatever, and then specific ones for clients, you know, based on their inspiration, things we find that might be good for them. And yeah, very important to keep up with that stuff and put it, put it somewhere where you can reference yeah, it later. So cool. Well, what is, we've talked a little bit about tools, but what is your favorite marketing tool these days? Oh, yes. So my favorite marketing tool is still Asana, my project management yep. system. Love it. And they recently added more of Trello board style format. Mm -hmm. So you can create a project that's more of a Trello board and, and drag and drop. Um, and that's amazing. And again, for me, it's free. Um, so for years, I've been getting away with using the super robust, awesome free system that has really saved my life as far as keeping everything in one uniform place. Um, breaking out tasks in a project and following up with people. I love, love, love my Asana. Um, I absolutely have started using a time tracking tool. I started using that in January and I am so happy that I started to track my time. I was always really um, resistant to time tracking because I thought it was stupid and I thought that I would definitely have full recall of what it was I worked on throughout the week and you find that you don't. Like I can barely remember 
what it is I worked on yesterday and for how long did I? So being able to really keep track and look back and seeing how long did I work on specific tasks or projects really helps me allocate and think about what needs to be done for the next month and what's realistic. Because um, that's one, one thing in these nine years is that um, I get really down when I see a huge to-do list and I feel like I barely knocked out any of it, you know, day by day. Um, yeah. And that's really like, depressing when there's always a huge to-do list that you're up against. And so being able to time track and understand how long do things really take has helped me create a more manageable, realistic list of things to do that I can end my day feeling like I actually accomplished something. So my time tracking tool has been really great. Um, Google Analytics, of course, can't survive without Google <laughs> Analytics in it daily, as well as Google Search Console. Love my Search Console. Um, and again, I'm in that daily as well. So I'd have to say those are my four tools that I use daily. And what time tracking tool is it? Oh, gosh. I knew you were going to ask that. All right. It's got <laughs> a big red T. It's called T-Sheets. Oh, T-Sheets. Okay. There's yeah, another red T called Toggle. But yeah, okay. I used to use Toggle, and that didn't stick with me. Um, but T-Sheets, I have it... Um, I have it bookmarked. It pulls out my Gmail, my T-sheets, and my sauna pull up every morning as soon as I open my browser. And gotcha. somehow it was um, integrated with QuickBooks, and I don't really use that for invoicing, but um, but it's a great tool. Awesome. Good to hear. Mm -hmm. So tell people how they can connect with you and follow your insights as you share them across the web. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah, so I um, my website is located at JennyMunn.com. My Twitter is at JennyMunn, and my LinkedIn is at JennyMunn. So everything pretty simple. You can just Google JennyMunn, and hopefully you'll find me. And please do connect. And if I can put a caveat out also, I would love your input because I, I don't understand why people connect with you on LinkedIn, random strangers, and they don't ever say why they want to connect with you or how they know you. Um, Mm -hmm. I just don't understand the, the concept of random strangers just wanting to connect. Do you? Yeah, it's usually not good. I mean, if I connect with someone, even if someone I met, I usually put a note with it saying, hey, Jenny, it was so good to meet you today at lunch. You know, yeah. let's connect on here. If people that just send, send random link requests or connection requests on LinkedIn, I tend to ignore unless they right. say how they knew me or, you know, what happened. So I think it, I think it's mostly spam as much as anything. Okay. I would think so. I, don't, I feel like it's been happening more frequently. I don't get it, especially when they're not based in the city that I'm in or friends right. with people. I don't get that. So anyway, please do connect um, and say hi or um, that you know Mickey or I. But uh, please do connect on Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, and that's it. And thank you so much. Cool. Thank you, Jenny. We'll have this posted soon. Thanks. Great. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye.